With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world, spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com, music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. LJ with Sacred Places Radio. Thank you for joining me here uh, Sunday, March 25th, 2018. It's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. If you're joining me on the archives, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for tuning in, for joining um, this community here at Sacred Places. Um, Thank you. So I am here this evening joined by my guest, um, Carmen from Written in the Stars. Uh, you can locate her on her webpage. The web information uh, for Written in the Stars is located in the Blog Talk Radio description. This is brought to you by Blake Radio, Rainbow Soul. I thank you so much, Blake Radio, for providing this platform uh, for the listeners that you have brought in together um, initially before I even started through your dedication to uh, radio and our community and becoming in one and getting information and sharing information. Um, Again, Carmen will be joining me later on and you can check her out on her website at written, W-R-I-T-T-N, N. TheStars.com. So W R I T T N N TheStars.com. And tonight uh, we are going to be talking about sinistry and astrology, um, and we'll be delving further into what is sinistry, um, how to figure out um, your compatibility with another person through astrology. This could be for work, relationship, mentorship, um, any of these types of dynamics, and um, where to go from there um, with the information that you learn. But first, I would like to go ahead and get us focused, um, get us relaxed into a meditation um, so that we may join together as a community and 
link together, link our energy, and the um, the intent of this this connection is to focus us, support us as we go through this spiritual journey. Sometimes we feel that we are the only ones going through this spiritual journey. Sometimes we feel very lonely and we might be very different from the family that we've come from, but not to sound cheesier, um, but we are family here. We are of like minds and like visions um, in what we can do here on this earth at this time. And I would like to connect our energies so that, again, so that we can be support for one another. So I ask as we go into meditation that we relax our eyes. And this is a new meditation. This is uh, the Spring Equinox happened last week. And my intention for this meditation, beyond guiding us to commune together, to connect our energies together, is really to release um, judgment in this meditation. The tarot card pull that I have coming up for this week um, deals with judgment, and I've had conversations this previous week with other people on social media and in life about judgment, and I, I've always thought of it beyond community. It's a key component to um, moving beyond um, the life that you had envisioned for yourself and moving the life that you were destined to live is releasing judgment. So this is a little bit of an unconventional meditation that involves some visualization of yourself and where you are heading. So if you will go ahead and take a deep breath. And breathe out. And breathe in. And breathe out. And I just want to connect with your crown chakra. And I want you to envision above your head your spiritual guide, your angel, your the ones who you call on in time of need. Um, I would like for you to envision them above your head. And through them, light is pouring in. And as that light pours in, it's creating a pink bubble around you. So envision a pink bubble. This pink bubble is connected through your spirit guide. Pink bubble is to allow us to connect in a safe space, to allow us to open up for connections, but only those connections that are for our well-being. Be mindful when you meditate to open and connect with partners, with community, that you create protection around you as well so that not all energies have access to you as you're being vulnerable in this space. Make sure that you're also being mindful to set up your boundaries beforehand. And a deep breath into this pink bubble. And you can relax here. Let your shoulders loose. Relax your feet. Wiggle your toes. The pink bubble comes down beneath your feet and grows into the earth, protecting you. 
And imagine yourself on a stage. And on that stage you are as you are in everyday life. On that stage, I want you to imagine that there's a a small crowd below you looking, waiting for you to perform. And you might be frozen in fear. But I want you to remove something. I want you to remove the helmet from your head that tells you who and who you aren't. I want you to remove that hairstyle that you have because you've worn it for so long, even though something else might be in mind for you. I want you to remove that item of clothing that you wear as a security blanket, whether it be that scarf, whether it be those pair of earrings, whether it be that necklace or the ring that your grandmother gave you. I want you to remove it, and as you remove these things, More people come to your stage. More people are waiting in anticipation. And as you remove these things that you believe make who you are, that you believe identify you to the general public, as you remove these items, the cheers are getting louder. And start to move around a bit in this visualization. And play your favorite song. What song is it that you hear? What song do you sing to yourself? What song do you listen to get motivated? What song do you dance to when you just want to be free? And hear that song. And release yourself into the song and start to dance to the song and start to sing to the song and start to be yourself with all of these eyes on you to that song. And as you sing and dance and get into it, more people are coming. The crowd is growing larger. They are here to see you become your authentic self. They are here to accept you as you are. And now the outfit that you desire to wear, not the outfit that you're always wearing, is on. And that outfit looks and says exactly what it is about you that you want the audience to know, and now the audience is going crazy. They can't get enough of you in your authentic shell, being yourself, exactly who you are meant to be at this moment. And I want you to feel all that love. It's your community. It's this community supporting you, encouraging you, telling you that you can do it. We love you just as you are right now. And feel all that praise from the community. 
And I want you to turn your back to the crowd as they shout and scream your name over and over rhythmically. And I want you to take a deep breath. You're about to jump. Take a deep breath. You're going to fall back into the safety of this community, of this love, of this encouragement. One, two, three. You're done, you're there, they're supporting you, everyone caught you, there's a million hands on the underside of you, gripping your head, gripping your arms, gripping your shoulders, gripping your butt, gripping your back, gripping your thighs, and they're there, and you're just the right weight, and you're just the right size, and you're wearing just the right thing, and they're here for you. Relax into that support, that overwhelming support and encouragement. And slowly open your eyes. And you're here and you're encouraged and you're ready to face the week and do the things that you need to do this week. And next, we're going to get into the tarot reading for this week. And I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. Um, I've done some thinking about it, and I have a new deck, and the new deck is hard to um, hard for me to understand because it's a simple deck. Um, but I want to be able to... I've done some work so that I can deliver this message, and I think that this message, um, you know, is in tune with where we're coming from. Last week, um, the card was the devil card, and that was a card to really explore what um, what our weak points are in our lives, what our ego desires as compared to what our spir- spiritual path needs. And it's so convenient that we had the, um, or it's so in line with that we had the uh, the devil last week as the overall energy. And this week we have the judgment card reversed. And when I think about the judgment card, it's always difficult for me to really understand the judgment in context of itself. It's one of those cards that you have to pull other cards when you receive. In this judgment card in reverse, I'm reminded that the judgment comes right before the world. So right before you get to the end of this cycle, of this destiny, of this soul path, you're releasing judgment. You are releasing yourself from the judgment of yourself and the judgment of others so that you can move forward into your destiny. And it's really important to do that because your destiny may not look, it's not going to look like what you think it's going to look like. It's not going to value the things that you might hold valuable now. It's going to take you places above and beyond 
your imagination. And the only way to get there is to really, and in this, this reading specifically, it's to work with people that you didn't think that you would work with. It's to release old partnerships that are stale and full of judgment so that you can get to where you're going. The the other cards, the the supporting energy for this reading is the Three of Wands in reverse. And with the Three of Wands in reverse, I'm getting the idea that this community that you built is this work that you've been putting in. There's some aspect of it that needs to be let go of, released. There's some there's some part of the dream that needs to be rerouted um, before you get to to this aspect of the journey to get before you this has to do with work this is a work reading this is not about really your love life this is about the work that you're doing and putting your efforts into you're going to get some type of unexpected um, information something of that nature that's going to help you to reevaluate this and with the unexpected gift, again, it's important to look at this in judgment. Don't judge this gift. Don't judge this information. Don't put it into the way that others who you're close to might think about it. Apply a whole new light to this. Because with this information, it's going to provide you. We're going into the Knight of Pentacles. And this Knight of Pentacles, especially from this deck, is heads down and full steer ahead, ready for fight. This, the person on this card is full on warrior mode, and that means that they're going into the battle for what they know that they were meant here to do. This is something you've been thinking about. This is a night. We're not, we're past the page. We're past all of these prince and princesses stage. We are going full head of this battle, knowing exactly what we want to do, but with this new information in tow, and this new information will propel us. And I just continue to ask that you release the judgment from this information that you receive and go forward. Put on, and I put it here, you want to put your head down, put your game face on, take the issue by the reins. We are talking about progress. And the last card that I pulled was the full moon reverse. This deck has a full moon, which I associate with time. So although we have a full moon in Libra coming up this weekend, this full moon in reverse lets me know that this is not this full moon now, but this task that you're taking on might be might have might come to fruition closer to October. It might even take as long as this time next year for you to really get through this task and this piece of the puzzle but that this change of direction, this information that you received is needed, and it's taking places. So community, I hope that you receive that information. Um, and for joining me here. And I would like to now invite you to welcome our guest, uh, Carmen from Written in the Stars, as we get into a conversation about sinistry and what is sinistry and then how do you figure out your sinistry with another person and 
what are the good and bad components of sinistry? So Carmen, who's here with me in person, which I love, you know, I love that, um, is here and um, ready to take off. So here you go, passing the mic. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Bethel, for having me on your show. I always enjoy spending time with you and your guests. And, of course, talking astrology, one of my favorite, favorite topics in the whole wide world. Um, so today we're talking about synastry and exactly uh, what it is. So synastry, we tend to think about it in um, when it comes to love. You know, this person I just met, is this going to be, is it going to work out? Do we get along? But it's really a great way to look at how you relate or connect to anyone. So you can look at your synastry um, for family members, um, friendships, it's really important, I think equally important to look at it um, if you're in, entering into any kind of business working relationship or partnership with someone. It's really good to see how you and another person naturally um, connect, collaborate, get along, as well as any weaknesses um, or points of conflict, as well as how you would work together to maybe achieve a goal or something, because everyone is brought into our life for a reason. And so when you're looking at synastry, um, it's a really quick way to kind of understand how the relationship is, how it works, maybe the purpose or the goal of why this person has been brought into your life, and then also how to get along with them um, better, if that may, or even if it makes sense to even give time and energy to the relationship, Right. So when we look at this, there are four planets that we tend to look at. The first is the sun, and the sun is our natural self-expression. The sun is our vitality. It's our health. It's literally everything about who we are. So we always want a connection or a relationship with someone to support us, to make us feel good about who we are and vice versa. So we always look at the sun when we're looking at um, synastry. The second planet we look at is the moon, and the moon represents our emotions. So when you're building a relationship or a bond with someone, you want to make sure that you're giving and getting the emotional support that you need. You want to make sure that this person gives love or gives understanding in a way that is reciprocated. So there's really no right or wrong way to feel. There's no right or wrong way to have your emotional needs met. You're just making sure that the person connects with you in a way that you feel supported. If you find someone and there may be negative aspects um, to your moon, it may just be hard to really connect on a deeper level. That could be a signifier that the relationship is just going to be surface level. You know, you may get along with someone, but it really doesn't have what it takes to grow a deeper bond if there's not a strong emotional connection. The third planet that we always look at is Venus, and Venus is connection. Venus is attraction. Venus is compatibility. Venus is really everything when we think about relationships. Um, she represents attracting like-minded people. She represents finding harmony and balance. She represents everything. So Venus is one of the key planets, key components when you're looking at synastry to see how you and someone else can connect. And then the last planet is Mars. Mars represents, especially with uh, love or romantic relationships, it represents 
our passion, our lust, kind of that instantaneous spark that says, ooh, I want some of that. Let me go get it without thinking, without anything, It what really lights your fire. So when we look at Venus and Mars, those are really the two key relationship planets for any type of relationship. We always want to look to see what Venus and Mars are doing um, in aspects or respects to another person. If Venus is the softer side, the feminine side, the open side, the nurturing side, the uh, Mars represents the masculine, the physical, the sex, the lust, the assertion behind it. Um, so those are the key planets that we're always going to be looking at when we see, you know, how relationships are going to meet up. So um, I recently also heard that Saturn is like, I, I, I have done my sign history for um, a partner and Saturn was everywhere. And so is Saturn a good thing or is it a bad thing in sign history? So Saturn is a good thing in life for everything. It's not an easy planet because it teaches us discipline and maturity. But you need those things because if you don't have um, a Saturn influence, whether good or bad, then there's really the relationship is going to be immature. It's kind of uh, not set up to go because Saturn represents longevity and going the mile. Mm -hmm. So if you have no connections with Saturn, this might not be a long-lasting relationship, right? Saturn to Venus connections, I think, are very telling because Venus is love. It's beauty. It's connection. Saturn is discipline, maturity, and uh, faithfulness, really. So whether it's good or bad, having connections between Venus and Saturn is always going to signify that you and this person are meant to be or meant to have a more serious connection. Now, if the connection is positive, so you have maybe a trine or a um, sextile in astrology talk, those are positive aspects between the two, then it's just a natural flow. Like, I really like this person. I'll do what it takes to support the relationship. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to mature. I'm willing to listen to. It comes quite easily that, um, and you look at it between two people. So the Venus person is going to be the sweet person that's going to be kind of, you know, flexible, and the Saturn person is going to be the person that's taking the maturity and responsibility. And Saturn usually represents masculine energy or authoritative energy. So it doesn't matter if a man or a woman has a Saturn or Venus, but whoever has a Saturn connection is going to be more of the stronghold, the disciplinarian, the one that's going to take the relationship serious, and the Venus person is going to be the loving and the nurturing. So that's with the easy connection. Now, with the difficult connection, the commitment is still there, but there's going to be a need to kind of um, find common ground. Um, with a difficult connection, the Saturn person may be trying to force authority or force the commitment or like really kind of fall first, like, okay, I want you, I'm not leaving you, I'm going to make this work out, where the Venus person may kind of entertain that person but maybe keep it light, maybe unsure if this really works. The Venus person may be constantly trying to make sure their value is being met and recognized, and the Saturn person may be the person that's always going to be trying to prove the value and the sticking power in the relationship. 
So it just depends if it's an easy or difficult connection, but any kind of connection uh, with Saturn and any of these other ones can be good. And honestly, that kind of brings me to like another point that's really important when you're looking at um, your citizenry charts. People tend to think, oh, I want a relationship that's easy. I want as many positive aspects and connections between these planets as possible. That means that we're going to fall in love and be great. But actually, no, because you don't want a relationship that's stagnant. You don't want a relationship that has no growth. You don't want a relationship that isn't pushing you to be a bigger person, a better person. So you need a little bit of conflict. You need what we call in astrology oppositions and squares. Oppositions are a little easier to deal with. So if you have oppositions in your chart with another person, it's easier to kind of find common ground and work things out. A square could be something that's always going to be challenging, but when you figure out how to deal with the challenge is when you really can move your relationship to a whole new level. So you actually want a relationship with a little bit of challenge. You don't want a yes man. You don't want a person that's going to always roll over and do whatever you want. Because I think if honestly, if you talk to anyone, they want someone that pushes them to be a better person, whether it's a family member, a romantic relationship, a good friend, you want someone motivating you to be better. And that's what the difficult aspects can um, provide you. So in terms of this community, this is a spiritually aligned community. We're all um, looking towards our spiritual growth, our divine path, ascension. And as I've come into this uh, awareness for myself, I'm thinking, who can grow with me spiritually? Who can, um, you know, not everybody's built the same way. And as I said before, Sometimes it feels like you might be the only one in your family who feels this way about spirituality, who looks at spirituality and God and um, spirit guides and angels in this manner. So what, like, is there an aspect that could cool us in into somebody who might be spiritually aligned with us or somebody who might be there for that spiritual journey or even open to it? So they might, you know, they might necessarily believe everything that you say, but they create the space for you to have your identity within the relationship. So when we talk about spirituality specifically, um, you want to look at the planets that relate to that. And so the first thing when someone talks about spirituality, um, you want to look at connections with Neptune. Because Neptune is compassion and spirituality is kind of like the higher octave of Venus. So we talked about what Venus represents as far as love and connection. Neptune is the higher octave of that. So it's going higher into spiritual ground. So if you have a connection, a Neptunian connection, a moon-Neptune connection, a Venus-Neptune connection, these are people that especially uh, a connection between one or both of your love planets, so Venus and Mars, with Neptune, these are people that you're almost going to feel telepathic with. These are people that are going to show up in your dreams. These are people that are going to innately know how to give you what you need without talking about it. They can sense it. So that Neptune connection, especially if it's touching on your moon or your uh, love planets, is really going to be strong. But even 
tapping into your son because your son is your self-expression. Mm-hmm. So if you have a connection between your son and someone's Neptune, they can get woo-woo-y with you. They can escape into fantasy with you. They can go on spiritual journeys because you're supporting each other's growth, their vitality together. So for the spiritual connections, you want to look more so for uh, the Neptune. Okay. Um, so would you recommend, so I always get into this, this hard point with um, seamstry in regards to when is too early. I try, I try my hardest not to ask people their sign and their birth time as soon as I meet them, but it's very difficult um, because I do connect with astrology in such a way and I have seen it make such a big difference um, as I've grown to understand it. So would you suggest that people just as immediately, as soon as you meet somebody, look it up? And if they do, where should they look it up at? And um, who should they speak to? Or would you suggest that they wait and maybe get the very human um, side of them first? I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to tell the truth, and then I'm going to give the politically correct answer. So you're speaking, obviously, with an astrologer. I have really mastered, I like to call it a party trick, but I have really mastered listening to people, watching people move, and listening to the things they talk about. And I could pretty much figure out your dominant planets within talking to you within 15 to 20 minutes. Like, I can pretty much tell what your sun or what your rising is almost like I said, immediately just by listening. So if we have any uh, fellow astrology heads out there, I suggest that you start to like hone on in this skill too because, you know, our sun represents who we are and our rising is how we first show up. So when you first meet anyone, you're going to meet their rising first. So just look at like little clues, you know, do they move fast? Do they move slow? If they're always talking, if they're always moving, they're probably fire or air. You know, if they're really like emotional and really sensitive, they're probably water or maybe earth. So you could kind of find at least the elements, if not the exact sign of who people are. Um, So the political correct answer is if you're not talking to someone else who is into mysticism, um, you may come across as a little weird. Right? So if you need someone else in spiritual circles or something, what's your sun, what's your moon, what's your rising, we all know that about ourselves, and it's kind of common that we all give that. But especially when it comes to dating, you know, it's, it's not too weird to ask, like, oh, what's your zodiac sign? Maybe an hour or two into talking to someone and just kind of, like, slide it in there, but don't let them know you're, like, really big into astro- Like, I don't date people. I tell no one I'm an astrologer. As soon as I tell someone I'm an astrologer, they get, like, weirded out, like, oh, my God, are you reading me? Are you judging me? So I just kind of slide in there, oh, when's your birthday? Oh, what's your sign? Oh, okay, and I just leave it at that. And then they may think they know something about astrology. I let them rock out. Oh, that's cute. All right. You know, I don't really say anything. But then after a while, if it's a connection, I may sometimes wait, like, a couple of weeks to ask them, like, do you know when you was born? You know, so you really just need to fill it out. You don't want people to think like you're a weirdo or anything. And it's really a good way to kind of develop your astrology skills by kind of like seeing what you can fill out, at least by element. Okay, okay great. That's, um, and where, where would you suggest if they wanted to, so if they decided that this is something worth even me investing additional energy in, which I think is a really good reflection point, um, you know, get to know somebody you know, as they are, as they present themselves and reveal yourself over time so that 
you get to know whether they they are worthy of this information, whether they are here for this information, whether these are people that you should invest more time and energy into. But in terms of if they wanted to, obviously they can go to you at Written in the Stars. Um, again, that's www.written, W-R-I-T-T-E-N-N-T-H-E-S-T-A-R-S.com and schedule an appointment with you um, to do a reading on them and somebody else or you and somebody else. But, I mean, where could they go if they just wanted to get a peace of mind, if they just wanted to see where the cards lie? Okay, so this is going to be a two-part answer as well. Um, you could do quick and dirty synastry, like for yourself, but if you don't really fully understand astrology and you're not really well-versed at especially the aspects that we talk about, um, it may be hard for you to really discern what's going on. So you can go to one of my favorite free sites is astro.com, and you can pull up a chart for yourself or someone else uh, free of charge. You just have to create a free account. And so you can at least get a birth chart, and you can see what it is. But I talked a little bit earlier briefly about uh, elements, so like fire, earth, air, water. When you're looking at those key points I told you, sun, moon, Venus, and rising, the first thing you want to look at and see if you have any aspects between your chart and the other person's chart in those four areas, especially the Venus and Mars and the moon is very important. So first you just want to quickly look to see if you have any lines going in between those planets. So that lets you know you're connected to someone in a a specific way. Now, if you look at those and the uh, planets happen to be in complementary uh, elements or something. So if you're both in fire sign or one is in fire and the other is in air, those elements naturally complement. So those are going to be positive connections, right? And we talked about positive connections are always good. If you find difficult connections, so maybe if you're air and earth, those don't naturally blend so well. Um, so that may be a point when we talked about needing to resolve conflict or a point of growth. So at the bare minimum, if you try to do your own synastry and you go and you download free charts, just really quickly look and see, oh, me and this person collide in this area, so I need to be mindful or it may take some adjustment. But if, you, if this is someone you're seriously dating or even when I talked about forming a business or a co-collaborator or something, I definitely recommend talking to myself or another astrologer to really get the meat and potatoes of the relationship. Yeah, I think we have a lot of entrepreneurs out there. Um, So definitely if you're looking to partner with somebody as you grow your business or you're looking to engage with somebody so that you guys can both simultaneously grow your individual businesses businesses together by partnering up, you look at the um, synastry of that. Um, But I am excited to say that we have a caller. Yay. Okay, so I am going to unmute. Caller, hello. Hi, this is Christine. Yes, ma'am. Oh, hi, Christine. Okay, so you are on uh, live with me and Carmen. So what is your question about synastry? It has to be about... Um... Uh, uh, by what uh, topic uh, to make sure because I had something else in my mind. 
Okay, well, what did you have in mind? Um, I have my 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 mom passed away on November uh, nine, and um, I I just wanted to know if 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 she knew if she knew she was gonna pass away like before. Like, does she want to leave? I always wonder that because her behavior changed. She was different. She was not mentally ill or dementia. She was stable in her health, and I have the proof of the medical records. Hold on one moment. So, uh, I'm sorry, your name is Christine? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I just didn't hear you at first. So, Christine, the first thing that comes in my mind is why is this important to you? Are you personally trying to understand uh, why your mother passed away or what happened? Like, what are you really, uh, what's really heavy on your heart that you need to release in order to accept the passing? Okay, before my mom, 24 hours before she hit coma, I saw a white light coming at me and it stopped and then it went around the home and it went into her bedroom and I walked to see her and the next day when she was not responsive. Hmm. Was that so that an sounds like it, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That sounds like uh, it was a white light so we know white is always uh, positive um, you know, white light, white sources, source energy, was more than likely coming to collect your mother. So that exactly what you said, that was an angel um, or some other spiritual form that was coming for that reason. It was just her time. Do do do. But why did it stop in front of me? So I think... Um, lots of times you have these questions, and I just want to um, kind of challenge you, especially as we're moving towards this full moon in Libra, which is about release, is why is any of this really important to you? If you want to have a connection with spirit yourself and just talk to spirit, you can open the connection with spirit for guidance that you need, but understanding every single detail related to your mother's passing is not necessary. It should be enough for you to know it was time for your mother to leave and a positive spirit, an angel came to collect her soul. And if you and your mother had a strong connection, a strong bond, you were privileged to to see this, to understand this, to know she's transitioning on to something better. So more than anything, you know, her transition was something very personal between her. When anyone transitions, it's a, it's between them and God or them and spirit. But you were privileged to be a part of that, to see the love, to see her transitioning with love and ease. So just accept that without feeling the need to know every little single detail. And if you do feel like you need more guidance, tap into yourself very specifically to understand why is this important for you to let go and then ask for guidance around that. Why do I need to know all these specific details? What am I getting out of this? What What is this going to help me release? And then let it go. But you can rest with ease knowing that your mother has gone on to a higher spiritual realm. So she's with a higher spiritual realm. You saw her with a white light. So she's in a good place. 
she's she's in a place of love. So rest easy with that. Okay, that's true. Okay. The question is, was God, you're right. Yes, and, you know, like Harmon said, you have had the privilege of viewing this and to really go inward and to ask for your guides, your spirit guides, your angels, to um, to reveal any information that you need to know about this, any additional information. But I'm, I'm deeply sorry for your loss, and um, um, thank you for calling in. And you. if you need anything else, come back. Okay, okay. Christine? Yes, All right, ma'am. thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay. And um thank you, callers, thank you for community, thank you community for listening in. Um thank you, Carmen, for joining me this evening. Um, I, if you have any questions, if you need any um, further clarification, if you have any topic suggestions, if you know you should be on this show, shoot, call me, email me, um, actually just email me at, um, or just uh, at Sacred Places Radio on Instagram is the best way to get in contact with me. And Carmen, I've given you, I've given uh, the information to contact her, and it's also on Blog Talk radio website thank you uh blake radio show thank you rainbow soul we are disconnecting this sunday evening to reconnect again next sunday on the first of april okay With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.